everyone, and welcome to my new podcast, Just Keep Swimming. I'm your host, Camila Notaro, and I'm here to talk about the importance of minimizing damage done to our oceans and how we can each do our part to save ocean life. To start off, let me introduce myself. I'm 17 years old, I attend St. Brendan High, and my interests include the beach, marine biology, practices in the medical fields, and helping the environment. This topic that I chose to talk about is one that I'm very, very passionate about because the ocean is filled with so many different forms of life that are not only fascinating but very necessary to our environment. This life is diminishing rapidly, and if we don't make a change, it won't be long until it's irreversible. A whole 8 million tons of platonic trash goes into the ocean every year. Common things like Littering, commercial fishing, oil spills, and many more are threats to our oceans. Human activities that involve agriculture, factories, and industrial plants pollute the oceans with pesticides, sewage, and other runoff. Oceans make up more than half the oxygen we need to breathe and half the food we eat as well. According to National Geographic, they are the planet's most vulnerable ecosystem. But with all this pollution and all these land-based activities, entire marine ecosystems are changing at a quick pace, and not in a good way. So for my first interviewee, I have Mr. Scott, who has a bachelor's in science from the University of Florida in biochemistry. So Mr. Scott, yes, what is your perspective on the issue of ocean life being at risk? Thank you so much for having me today, and, and quite an important topic in the world of today. This actually came to my attention a few weeks ago when I saw a documentary um, on Netflix called Seaspiracy, and I was like, oh, Seaspiracy, that's, that's an interesting name. So I looked it up and I said, hey, what happened to Conspiracy? Well, that could have been a good name too. Uh, I started watching it, or at least the trailer, and I'm like, man, that seems kind of uh, drastic, because while we all know the oceans are having their issues currently, uh, one of the big key points is he said the oceans will be depleted in like 30 to 40 years. So I said, that's, doesn't, there's no way that's possible. So I went online and I looked up scientists, not documentarians. I looked up scientists that actually were researching the topic at the time. So I found a few articles, one by a man named Josh Silberg. Josh Silberg wrote for a magazine called Hakai Magazine, H-A-K-I-E, H-A-K-I, H-A-K-A-I, excuse me. It's a Inuit name for the people in Alaska that he works for their, their tribe. And he wrote an article talking about the misinformation provided by Seaspiracy. And a lot of the points where they said that, oh, people don't report on this. This is not in the news. And he's the person who writes those articles saying, I write these articles. Here are my articles. He then later went on to post a panel discussion with other scientists saying, I was misrepresented in the movie. And while there's a major issue with overfishing, the way we fish in general, and illegal fishing, the biggest issue is climate change. The ocean cannot survive at the current rate that it's acidifying. Now, you may or may not know this, but carbon dioxide dissolves in water. Like, for example, when you open up a Coca-Cola, you can hear the CO2 escaping. As the water, as the, sorry, as the soda warms up, is, the, is there more CO2 or less CO2 in the soda? Less. There's less. That's why it turns flat, right? That's why it doesn't taste as good in the end. Right? So as it starts to warm, you get less of that CO2 dissolved in the water. That CO2, therefore, goes into the air and causes it to... Uh, hold more heat inside the atmosphere, which causes more of the icebergs to melt, therefore making the water even warmer, causing this cycle to keep going and going and going. So the biggest threat, while that documentary talks about a lot about fishing, the biggest threat is man-made climate change. 
caused by the acidifications in the ocean. All right. Why is ocean life important to the Earth and our environment? Uh, well, before we had farming, like with cattle and chickens, like uh, that came around, I guess, I don't know, prehistoric age, I don't know when it came around, excuse me. Uh, we had fishing, and fishing is very sustainable because the ocean, or at least the animals in the ocean, produced a large amount of fish that we could eat as opposed to cattle, which have maybe one to two per birth. Uh, so that's not sustainable, whereas a fishery can produce a lot more food for the planet than it needs. Um, so you're able to have a larger amount of food for the people you have. The problem is, is it's not a sustainable model right now. We are overfishing populations of species, and they're not able to produce as much fish to replenish those missing fish. And for my last question, what do you think can be done to help the situation? Okay, well, the documentary, which I don't know if this is what you're basing these off of, it says just stop eating fish. That's never going to be the answer. There are too many populations that rely on their aquatic life to feed and sustain their, their population. In America, we have different options because we are a first world country that has cattle, chicken, pork, easy access to vegetarian options, easy access to vegan options. There are populations that do not have that kind of luxury. It's a first world issue, of course. But if we want to make it sustainable, we don't need to target people and their eating lifestyles. We need to target companies and their pollution. We need to target politicians and what they're planning to do to the environment. We need to target companies that are the, the biggest polluters. There's a recent article also published in Hakai Magazine by an, the one that Josh Silver, I don't know if you remember, I mentioned him, uh, the work started before. There's actually only 50 companies that are causing this issue. If you got those 50 companies to change their practices, you could fix or at least delay the problem of the issues. It's not that you don't recycle or I don't recycle or I eat too much fish or you eat too much fish. It's that we have companies that aren't following the rules that this planet is running out of resources for the population. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Scott. You're welcome, anytime. So for my second interview, I have Ariana Nunez, who is a senior at Our Lady of Lords Academy and enjoys discussing environmental topics. In the perspective of a young person, what is your opinion on the crisis happening in our oceans? Why, thank you for asking me and um, having me on your podcast today. Um, as a person that really cares a lot about the environment, I think that it's very important for us to bring attention, awareness to the problems of pollution that we have in our oceans because we have to look at it in the perspective that future generations of the world are lending us this earth and it's our purpose and our duty to take care of it in order for them to continue to take care of it and use it. I think we should really value our natural resources and take care of the oceans that provide us a very, very vital source of water and food. And I think we should really take care of it because it's a very important aspect of all our lives. And I think that we should make a change to this, but it all starts with us and wanting to make a better world for the people that come after us. And for my second question for you, why do you think it's important for our generation to start making a change? Well, it's important for us to make a change because we are we are the brightest, most freshest minds that our generation has. We have very creative minds, and I feel like we have the ability um, to have such high technology at our fingertips and I think that we could be able to use all this technology and prior knowledge to create new inventions and to create new ways of thinking and working around um, damaging the earth 
and finding more environmental friendly ways to create a better environment for um, the world that is to come. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. So the big question here, how can we help? There's many ways. Be aware of your actions and how it may have an impact on our oceans. Recycle plastic. Don't litter. Use fertilizers less. Eat fruits and veggies that don't have pesticides. Watch what you eat. Cook carbon. Find new sources of energy. Fossil fuels affect our oceans a lot. Be mindful of reefs and plants when swimming or near the ocean. Those are just some of the many ways in which we can each make a huge difference to help our oceans. I'd like to give a huge shout out to Ocean Conservancy, an organization founded in 1972, which has fought to reduce human impact on our oceans and ocean life. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast, Just Keep Swimming. I hope you feel inspired to help the crisis and from now on ask yourself, is this helping our oceans? And if the answer is no, find other solutions. Until next time.